Welcome to Astronomica, a podcast where we don't know how to intro podcasts. It's that we don't know how to record podcasts. Ah, that's true. That's the prime mover. Also, I feel bad because I'm stepping on somebody else's joke who's more popular than we are, and that is Behind the Bastards. Oh, okay. Very good. It's pretty rad, but that is a consistent running joke. Concur. (laughs) So, you know, we sit on shoulders of giants or something. That podcast has given me a long list of people to continue hating. Yeah. And new people to hate. Oh, man. Wait till you get to the Zuck. Yeah. I love that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Things that has never been said by anyone ever, including probably his wife. Yeah. I think they have a kid now, too. Oh, that kid is like, God, this (laughs) fucking weird guy. Who taught him how to drink water? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I play What's up a- with him bugging my room. <laughs> oh, no. I add a reptile and a war criminal. <laughs> well, not like a war criminal. He should be tried by the hate. It's a crime. He hasn't been to war. Yeah. <laughs> I have to in- inhabit the character of a malignant and inhuman, completely lacking empathy, artificial personality. And, and that guy creeps me the fuck out. <laughs> it's true. Oh, hi, Mark. and uh speaking of that malignant entity who are you and why are you here my name is jeff and i play the ship that everyone flies around in and why are any of us here that's fair well since i didn't introduce myself before i am Kristen. i play dr hildegard hypatia cade ship's uh communications officer xenolinguist and you know just all around great dude. She's just a real cool cat who everybody loves. She has the shades to prove it. It's true. <laughs> Facts. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Cullen and I play Anton. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> For now. <laughs> yeah, Anton is the galley officer, the um, combat veteran member of the crew, and much like a certain problematic movie character in order to date me you do have to defeat all of my evil exes <laughs> nice cool <laughs> i'm just now catching the reference <laughs> i am also colin i also play mackie of the indeterminate surname who is the engineer and kind of sort of captain figure at times and on occasion mackie is the action figure captain that the actual captain has on his desk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Her desk, thank you. Yeah. It's there. There. Their desk. Yeah. Their desk. Yeah, I don't want the AI overlords to accuse me of not respecting pronouns <laughs> when the time comes. Nah. That's um, fair. Have you seen what Boston Dynamics is doing lately? I have. And uh, I shit myself. Yeah. <laughs> also, every single time I see something from them, I have to do a mental check and wonder, Boston Dynamics was like the name of the company in Fringe, right? <laughs> I'm not sure. It's, it's not. Fringe. It's not Boston Dynamics, but I'm pretty sure Dynamics is in the name. And every time it's, I see that, I'm like, you guys, companies need to stop naming themselves off of really crazy sci-fi companies. Yeah. When I heard the name, I just assumed they made donuts. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, it's Killbots. Very dynamic donuts. But do you think there's like an old guy, like an old engineer that goes and every day is like, time to make the Killbots? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his name's Mackie. <laughs> uh, for me, the weirdest and like most ballsy name for a product is uh, the drug company that named their antidepressant Soma. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's a good one. That is a good one. I also... I, I also really like uh, Soylent Green. Mm. Yep. And the weather program called Skynet. Nice. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. So we have one introduction left to do okay. before we leave the confines of this intro. Intro land. And, and move into a beautiful recap done by somebody. Okay. I like that we're shaking all the silliness out here. Yeah. No nonsense. Let's get that in get the episode. Who is it? Is it me? It's you. It's you. I'm Star Daddy. Star Daddy doesn't have a name anymore. He's just no. Star Daddy. I'd like to see I'm Stan, people. hard sci-fi expert and Star Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't ever cowboy. ask anybody science questions. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all don't know is that uh, Stan's in full cowboy regalia right yeah. now. It's true. <clears throat> Actually, every time. Yeah. Well, like, whatever whatever Stan wears is full cowboy regalia because Stan's a fucking cowboy. Yeah. Damn right. That's how and that works. spokesman of Eli Chemical Industries. Industries. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing smokes like a... What do Relic. you smoke? Camel, oh, right? camel, yeah. Camel Nothing blues. smokes like a camel. Last time on Astronomica. We continued our path in seeking a safe refuge for our unlucky passengers from Apogee Station. To this end, I eliminated the meddling complications of one Mr. Gulen. Fortunately, this simplified our communications with the Loxude Corporation, as the representative Mr. Gruber was clearly quite impressed with my adept handling of the situation. After a brief discussion, I was able to persuade him of our passenger's need. As a sign of good faith in securing this aid, we sent Mr. Gruber back to his ship with the regressed data recovered from the Apogee employee, Mr. Gareth Hannan, as well as Mr. Gulin, who it seems has developed an acute case of docility, and our own Mr. Anton. Though we have yet to learn of Mr. Anton's success in concluding negotiations, Mr. Mackey has assured me that our refugees are in the hands of an expert diplomat, particularly if the captain is partial to Mr. Anton's Aegean flexibility. Though I have no idea what this particular trait has to do with the ins and outs of galactic diplomacy. In the meantime, I have committed to finding the best landing site on Glacier 4 for the majority of our passengers. I shall only be at ease once we have assured their safety, and we can put this unfortunate business behind us. Back on uh, the SS Admiral Grace, I need a roll from... Kristen. All right. As she examines her options for a landing site. Okay. So I had argued before for I know intelligence or wisdom. Mm -hmm. Which one of those do you want? Honestly, it doesn't matter which because I have the same positives in intelligence and wisdom. But Then I don't care. They're the same. Can I give an assist on that, by the way? Sure. I'm going to go with wisdom. Okay. Uh, Nine. Well, I got a total (laughs) of six on the die plus two for an eight. Okay, great. So you have New Kansasity, obviously. It's the Lakshide Hab facility. Okay. Then there's Apogee Dome, which is where, uh, obviously, Apogee Aerospace is based. Okay. Um, the only other viable spaceports are Summertown, brought to you by Elay Chemical Industries. Who runs that one? <laughs> uh, cowboy by the name of Jim Elay. And Site Skein 04, which is uh, a Zing Blackford mineral prison labor camp on Skane's daughter, the moon of Glazer 4. Okay, so I am going to comfortably say we can eliminate that fourth one. Okay. Summertown is rated unsafe for Apogee employees due to high levels of cadmium, benzene, and dichlorodiethyl sulfide. Okay, so that one is definitely not ideal, which narrows us down to Apogee Dome and New Kansasity. Yeah. You also, in your uh, search for landing sites, do come across the fact that the Empress Helene is ah. currently stationed at a Lagrange point. Okay. Between Skane's daughter and Glazer 4. 
Interesting. And would we come in contact with the Empress Helene before we reached Glazer 4 then? The change you would have to make to your path is negligible. Okay. To pass it or not. That's definitely something that Hildy will pass along to Mackie. But before we have that conversation, I want to get a little more information about New Kansasity in Apogee Dome. So mm-hmm. the other thing that she wanted to know was based off of who we have mm-hmm. on the ship, what's going to be the variables involved in landing at the New Kansasity or Apogee Dome. Okay. How are you going about this? Based off of the information that we got when we came into the system, if there's some way to gauge or intuit how comfortable the corporations are with other corporations' personnel. I mean, her main thing is we don't want to make four different stops for every one of these people, right? We want one and done. And so whichever one we choose, she wants to offer a recommendation that is going to be the most hospitable to getting the most number of passengers off safely. Right. And to her, she doesn't really care about the politics between the companies. So when it's get off safely, it's like, hey, if we land at Apogee, are they going to immediately kill the other people? Or are they just going to be like, putting the moves on them to make them change their employment. She doesn't care if they're going to pressure them to change their employment. She cares if they're going to harm them. Right. So Glazer 4 is a kind of a comically extreme corporate hellscape. Okay. But you don't imagine that any of the sites or entities involved are just going to like mass murder. Okay. Cool. 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 The people you bring in. So does that mean that New Kansasity and Apogee Dome are kind of like a either one is going to be fine? You think so, yes. Okay, cool. So in that case, Mr. Mackey? Present, I am... Uh, <laughs> ah, yes, I see you are picking up some of uh, Grace's characteristics. Uh, you know, I like to think that uh, they've trained me well. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm sure we will all get there someday. Yes, uh, you will accumulate more and more as time goes on. Yes, that's not at all concerning. Anyway. By the way, Mackie is up in the, uh, on the bridge flight deck, you know, whatever we're calling it this week, with uh, <laughs> Hannah Shank, Ren, and Wang, and he's, he's been giving them the tour. He points at the mass of ganglia and weird <laughs> shit, and he's like, don't sit on that. Uh, this is, uh, of course, our uh, environmental control system, and that's when you chime yeah. in. I noticed there's a bunch of those in my shower. Oh, yeah, that shouldn't be a problem for you. Uh, <laughs> just pretend it's not there. All right, good. Trust me, it is it is watching you, but it doesn't, like, it's not weird. But not in a bad way. It doesn't way. get anything out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do not be alarmed. They are not subjecting you to special scrutiny. I am, in fact, watching you wherever you are on the ship at all times. Uh, that is absolutely the case. That is true. Um, uh, Dr. Doctor Kate, you rang. Yes. I have looked through our records and determined that there are two possible landing sites that look to be of equal use to us. Mm-hmm. New Kansasity, which is uh, owned by the Lokshide Corporation, the ones that uh, Mr. Anton is uh, aboard their vessel right now. Mm-hmm. And the other is Apogee Dome, which is, of course, owned by Apogee Station. Uh, now, you can't find anything a little bit more neutral than that? Well, between here and there, I had been planning to mention that we will, or could, potentially... Dr. Cade, if I could interrupt for just a moment while I flood the living quarters with anxiolytic gas. Yes, that seems strange. I simply wanted to tell Mr. Mackey that we would be coming in contact with the Empress Helene. 
Or oh, could come in contact with the Empress Helene. Oh, fucking hell. That's right, they're here. That's, that's right, they're here. This is the schedule. This is where they should be right now. Oh, fucking hell. Yes, and, and uh, it should not take hardly anything from our trajectory if we were to come near to them and near enough that you could certainly talk to any of your family members aboard and perhaps we could offer... Suddenly the, the uh, comms go dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me? Excuse me? And, oh. and she'll start uh, trying to figure that out. <laughs> uh, he turns to the private military guys. What is Apogee? Uh, how do they uh, G-Haw with Echo Corporation? How do they what? A G-Haw, you know, how do they how get along? Apogee and Echo? Yeah. I believe they're on fair terms. All right, all they're right. They're in different, you know, different industries. Okay, God damn it! I don't want to do this, but it's looking more and more like the... <sighs> have you ever had to do something you really don't want to do because you have to force yourself to be the grown-up in the situation? Never. Ah, uh, lucky you. Grace. I play paint gun for a living. Mr. Mackey, would you care to retire to your quarters so that I can sing you the calming song? <laughs> no time for that right now, but maybe later. Listen, can Baby please shark. patch me back into Dr. Cade. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what the calming song is now. One moment, please. You put the lime in the coconut and drink them both are down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dr. Cade. Yes, Mr. Mackey, for some reason our comms were... Yes, anyway, I believe there was some issue with the Empress Helene? Yes, I am going to do something that causes me physical and emotional pain for the greater good. Does this mean I'm a big boy now? Uh, yes, Mr. Mackey, All this right. means you are a big boy now. If you need me to say that at any time, I suppose I can certainly... It was service. a joke, Doctor K. It was a <laughs> joke. All right, listen. I mean, I have been told by many individuals that my uh, can-do attitude and take-charge personality is helpful for them. I'm glad that you're receiving the positive reinforcement you need from the environment. Uh, <laughs> okay, listen. Grace I can think 3D print big boy pants that match your jacket. That would be <laughs> worthwhile so to have. Say big boy on the butt. And I mean, I'm, in another life, Dr. Kate is totally a kindergarten teacher who has very attentive students. This is I'm, I'm just really offended that Stan would mention my pants <laughs> on a recording. You did tell him not to say anything, and he did swear. But in those good are faith. for sale on your Etsy. I'm promoting your. <laughs> you make the big boy pants. In fairness to Stan, we don't know that you're wearing those until you tear away the tearaway pants that you're wearing on top. <laughs> my big boy pants are from my outcast fandom. Nice. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I am a big Yeah, that's boy. totally different. <laughs> I'm wearing my Andre 3000 halter right now. <laughs> <laughs> wearing my Madonna cone bra. I gotta say, with the flippers, mm -hmm. it's a look, man. Yeah. You have a hashtag aesthetic. You know, in a pandemic, I say be comfortable. Yeah, fucking A. And I am generally here for your comfort. That being said, the cone bra is occasionally interfering with the microphone. It's where I keep my bugles. <laughs> oh, well, in that case. I'm really supportive of it and fine with it, except it keeps poking me in the eye. <laughs> now I kind of want some bugles. I do, too, actually. I don't the caramel ever bugles, bugles are fucking good. Hey, we're recording a podcast. Hey. Thank you. People out there, send bugles. Yeah. I like Kristen's brief glimmer of hope that you were going to get us back on track. <laughs> I did. I did think that's no. where that was going. Okay, you know Can what? Hunter Sandler Kristen, you've been good, so I'm going to get us back on track. 
Mackie like turns to wherever the physical microphone is in the uh, wall or the panel of the flight deck. He leans into it real close so that he can speak where the tough people won't hear him. All right. Listen, uh, I believe that we can untangle a lot of the red tape and intercorporate weirdness. If I just say, I'm going to go back to the scene of the single greatest humiliation of my long and otherwise lovely life. The Empress Elaine could take 200 refugees and not even know it. We can unload them there. It's a neutral place. I can catch up with some old friends and something, something, something we get paid? Theoretically, yes. I, I will defer to you. Uh, uh, you are the one with the connections on the Empress Helene. All right. Mr. Mackey, is it time for us to implement the Vengeance Protocol? Oh, gosh. Admiral Grace, we've talked about that. I was in a very bad place, in a very dark place, when we discussed all that. It's at least very much on the back burner for the present. All right. So, uh... He, he turns to the uh, the military guys, and he's like, Sergeant Shank, Ren, Wang, may I have the room? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. And when they leave, he starts trying to figure out what he'd need to do to contact the Empress Helene under the circumstances with the communications blackout and everything. Mm-hmm. If there's a way, he's going to If you come within visual range, you should be able to work out a connection. He says to the Admiral... All right, Admiral, can you get us within visual range of the uh, of the Empress? I infer that this would cause you some form of emotional and possibly physical distress. Is this correct? Yes, but it will get us paid. I am sorry. I am unable to perform the calculations you have requested at this time. You know what? I really appreciate that. What's the safe word? Marigold? Marmalade. Admiral, please uh, take us within visual range of the Empress Helene Marmalade. Core solution, plotted. <laughs> and then he just sort of like slumps down into the uh, the pilot chair and goes, all right, you bastards, I'll see you shortly. Did you keep the comms open so Hildy could hear that we were... Probably because he forgot to shut them off, yeah. Okay, cool. When the safe word was mentioned, though, yeah. you did not hear that. That's fair, that's fair. The word marmalade cannot be... It was just like a shh. <laughs> it is the sauce that dare not speak its name. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mackey? Present, uh, Dr. Cade. We have changed our core solution. Okay. There's a reason for it. So if you could get on a tight beam to the albatross and say, we've changed our course, there's a reason for it. I will attempt to do this. Unfortunately, some of that depends on whether or not they actually direct their array uh, direction, but I will begin broadcasting that way. And am I to assume that we have changed our course the small amount necessary to intersect with the Empress Helene? We have. Listen, there's a lot that's wrong with this, but there's a lot that's right with it. I think that this is a neutral place where we can offload all of these people, and nobody gets mad at me. Excellent. Yeah, right. (laughs) Would you like me to broadcast a farewell message to Mr. Baptiste Yoshida on a continuous loop as we are leaving him behind? Uh, No, I believe (laughs) it is likely, uh, based off of my information, the flight solution should not be so very different from simply landing somewhere on Galicia 4 at this point, and perhaps soon we shall receive information from the albatross about how uh, Mr. Anton's efforts have gone. I mean, I feel like as soon as we changed course 
the albatross would have been pointing their comm laser at us and we'd have been doing yeah, the same. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious like, to see what the on? reaction to that is. But I will start broadcast yeah, through our tight beam in the hopes that they do yeah. redirect towards <laughs> us. Grace is directing the tight beam over to the other ship mm-hmm. and is like, they're not listening, but I can see <laughs> I can see Anton's bare ass through a window. <laughs> That's where the tape beam goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he did say thirty-five percent. We didn't say which. As you change your flight path, they I just, mean, it's it's very it's a very slight change, but they do like maintain. They say like yeah. parallel with us. Okay, yeah. I kind at of assumed point, that that, that point, would they're be about a kilometer away from you. That's real close, Doctor yes. Kate. I'm pretty sure that uh, Mr. Baptiste Yoshida is in the midst of a diplomatic maneuver over mm-hmm. there on the other ship. Uh, yes, Will, we have to worry about a... Oh, what was that charming individual that we met on Aegea? What was her oh, name? Oh, Bridget. Bridget, yes. Will, we have to worry about another Bridget, sir. Yes. Uh, the door gets kicked in and Bridget's standing there and she says, you have to worry about the old Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> Man, y'all know shit. I wasn't going to tell any of you guys about this. <laughs> yeah, fair point. No, um, <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't have shown your bare ass into the window. <laughs> I, but but seriously. I like, know, that was taken. <laughs> when the albatross gets in touch with us, we're just getting into position to be able to tight beam the Empress Helene sure. to lean on some old personal connections and hopefully offload at least all of the apogee people there you know and then we can proceed to new kansas city sure you know and i'll include that in the type beam as well you approach the lagrange point you can see glazer four and skane's daughter the moon mm-hmm. uh give me one moment here can we also see the empress helene you can and i am going to have colin describe the empress helene Ooh. Okay, well, it looks pretty beat up, you know? You look at it, and it almost looks like... You see what kind of shape it's supposed to be in? And it just seems like a little bit off. Like you're looking at it through a dirty and warped lens, and it's just... It's just old. So, picture a flying saucer, but it doesn't fly through space on the flat. Mm. It flies through space on the broad. Yeah, exactly. Kristen is holding up one of our little weird like <laughs> emergency aid. buttons. A visual aid for the listeners at home. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, imagine a plate held on its side. And so it's got like four small thrusters arranged equidistant around the circumference. And, you know, these were slow boat thrusters because it relied on gates to travel between systems. So you've got this sort of like dinner plate that flies through space. Broadwise, and on the surface, it looks like a blister pack of pills. It's just covered in like domes, and underneath each of the domes was a hab, a habitat of some kind. It was nice when it was made. It was made, you know, back when everything was great, before the brief orgy of cannibalism and violence, and then even a very basic ship would have insane amenities that you couldn't imagine. And towards the center, there is a small open area where a ship the size of, say, the Admiral Grace could pull in and dock. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. On which of the domes is it painted in kilometer high letters or whatever uh, Mackie was here? Oh, that's all over the place. And there's a little cartoon that goes with it, but it's obscene, so... Mr. Mackie? Yes, Dr. Cade, can I help you? 
Yes, we are coming near the Empress Helene, and in just a few short moments, oh, we will joy. be within communication distance from them. I can certainly turn our tight beam on them if you would like to uh, talk to someone specific. Oh, the options. <laughs> the options of specific people to talk about. Uh, talk to, that is. Very good. I'm going to get up to the uh, comms deck. He starts again trying to like smooth out his hair, and he does the like Captain Picard straighten his tunic thing, and in a shiny bulkhead, he's like, you look fine, you look healthy, you look successful. You look <laughs> successful, MacDonald. You remember that when you're talking to those fucking vultures. And he starts walking towards the operations deck, and when as he gets there, he'll sit at one of the comm stations. As soon as the door to your stateroom opens, oh. Hopper is just standing there, and he's got a glass of water, and then a big jar of pills that says mood stabilizers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hoppa, thank you. And Mackie yes, takes Captain. the pills, and he takes the water, and just clang, 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 like four of them. Oh, God, you were only supposed to take one. <laughs> um, look, you, he's overstabilized. I am looking to be extra stable for the next 20 to 30 minutes. If, don't, uh, don't you tell me how to abuse my drugs. <laughs> You're going to be under the mistaken impression that emotions have no effect on you. You're going to start a right-wing podcast. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Oh, God. Well, it was bound to happen sooner or later. <laughs> the way this world is going. Okay, so Mackie's going to head to the operations deck and sit at a comm station. And Hildy will, in the meantime, as it takes for you to get there, I'll go ahead and establish that link and try to hail the Empress Helene and set them up, basically, so that all Mackie has to do is sit down and talk to someone. Do I need to make any rolls for that? No. So the Empress Helene has an abundance of tight beam receivers. Probably some kind of telemarketer company has moved in. <laughs> <laughs> so they are definitely not going to be difficult to contact. Okay. The comm station is plagued by disingenuous advertising hails, spoofed to appear urgent or official at first. Uh, competent as she is, even Hildy loses a few engagements with Nolan Ryan P. Jr. As she, <laughs> she notes that the affable frontiersman will probably have to be scrubbed from the entertainment media archive and other low-security hardware when you depart the Glazer system. You'd hate to introduce an invasive species of genital improvement pop-ups to whatever unsuspecting backwater starport you dock at next. Oh, my God. Oh, hello there. Oh, hello there. Oh, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when I can finally get a person on the line. You reach like a, basically you have like a console where it's a, a switchboard. Okay. You, you can reach out to individuals on the station. There's a whole like roster of people. Okay. Well, but there's no like operator that answers. Okay, in that case, I'm going to do a search for anyone with the last name ending in burn. Okay. Since I've been unable to determine what the first syllable of Mackie's surname is and bring up a list of of those individuals. Okay. I need percentile dice, please. There are 230 Burns. <laughs> okay. Can I eliminate anyone who doesn't have the first syllable of either wash or co? Mm hmm. Okay. How does that, how many that does that narrow it down to? Just under 100. Okay. I think we have established in canon that it's only Mackie who doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Admiral Grace? Present. Yes. Please. What is the first syllable of Mackie's surname? Oh, that's very simple. It is... Oh, excuse me. There is an urgent function. It's needing my attention. <laughs> His actual family's last name is Swinburne. 
So, uh... Hildy's basically going to keep yeah. running through this exercise of continuing to try to narrow the field to try and have it ready so that he can just plop in. Mm-hmm. And she'll do this until Hildy, he comes uh, there and just does it himself. In your heads-up display, yes. you see Mackie sitting at one of the comm stations on the uh, bridge. Oh, the- and he's trying to, like, hold a dramatic pose and, like, suck his gut in. <laughs> and he's like, Dr. K, what seems to be the holdup? Mr. Mackey, unfortunately, I have been unable to identify your surname and so connect you with someone oh, who is directly look, related. Uh, if there's anybody from my family still on board, the thing you got to understand, it was the Empress Elaine, we didn't have food. We didn't really have entertainment. It was just a slow-moving interstellar fuck party for about 300 <laughs> years oh i'm so relieved so, that that is where you were going with this i was yeah. very concerned you were about to tell me that all of your family had been eaten for entertainment oh no 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 no! that happened only very rarely oh <laughs> um, yeah not all of them but look uh okay look for a fella named rodri rodri all right mm. and i will look up rodri all right who's rodri youngest son okay the one that Mackie is least intimidated by. <laughs> Got it. When you look it up by the first name, you find that it's not on the list of any of the burns that you're looking for because it is C E A U X G H B U R N E. Nice. You got a little bit of that G in it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I was thinking of the uh, Welsh cover. <laughs> <laughs> So I will go ahead and try to hail Rodri. Okay, you find his number and hail him. And I'll go ahead and actually just put this on Mackie's console. Okay. Mr. Mackie, I have uh, contacted the individual. However, I have not spoken to him. It's- How do I look? Do I look successful? Um, you look very successful, Mackie. Thank you. You, you Thank look you. perfectly fine, Mr. Mackie. If if you need, Perfectly fine. I could certainly uh, kiss if, a death. If you need, I could perhaps program a, a an image adjustment to make you look. Um, give you puppy dog ears. You know, just a little bit <laughs> more uh, awake and alive, and um, you know. No, no, he'll see right through that. I don't want to look desperate. <laughs> remove uh, some of those scalp scars. Okay, all right. <laughs> just, some of those just scalp scars. it is what it is. We're doing fine. We're doing fine. I'm, I'm, on, a, I'm on a different ship, but <laughs> across the void you hear, Where the jacket? <laughs> Hopper right. comes running into the comm station with your jacket. Oh, thank God. Give me that. Yes, when you put the jacket on, Hildy, having finally got the message, is like, Ah, yes, Mr. Mackey, I can see you look considerably better now, yes. The jacket puts you over the top. You're ready to go. The jacket goes, bone zone. I need a pipe. Where's my pipe? No, that's too much. That's too much. Hopper rushes to bring you a pipe, and everyone thinks it's going to be, you know, your, like, corn cob pipe kind of thing. Crack pipe. Fantastic. Thank you, Papa. All right. Space drugs. For one of the many debilitating addictions you have fallen prey to over the succeeding years. But only because he, he can afford it, yes? Yeah, he is a very successful individual, piece of drugs. <laughs> <clears throat> Mr. Mackey, I believe it is all you. You may put me through at your uh, convenience. Uh, Dr. Cade, thank you for your assistance in this matter. You're welcome. And she clicks the button. Hello? Ah, Rodri. Hello. Bet you weren't looking to hear from me, huh? Hi, Dad. Hey, how you doing, boyo? Um, I'm okay. What's uh, what's going on? 
Oh, uh, we were just in the neighborhood. Uh, I thought I'd drop by, check in on you, see the old home place, drop off a couple of hundred refugees, you know, just the usual sort of thing. Uh, well, it's good to hear from you. Uh, well, uh, it's... You kind of caught me by surprise. Sorry. I, yeah, of course. Of course. Are you okay? Oh, well, couldn't be better. Why, I'm uh, the captain of my own vessel, master of my fate, following my destiny amongst the stars. Again, I do have 200 refugees I need to figure out what I'm going to do with. Yeah. But other than that, things are going simply swimmingly. You were at Apogee Station? Yeah, we were at Apogee Station, and uh, it was a... Uh, Hell of a thing that happened out there, Rodri. Hell of a thing. Are you in trouble? <laughs> what a question. <laughs> you worried about your old man. I mean, you know, do you need any money or anything? <laughs> money? <laughs> Perish the thought. Why, you're looking at the uh, captain and sole proprietor of the Admiral Gracie Limited, the finest ship for any purpose, plying the stars at this time. You should really come check it out. You might like it. There's a room you shouldn't go in, though. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say I've got a room already for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, um, I'll, I'll try to move some things around. And the cat in the cradle and the silver spoon. The little boy blue and the man in the moon. Parody. <laughs> that was uh, dumb cats in the cradle. Uh, so uh, how are things going around here? Uh, you, you get along okay with all them corporate bloodsuckers who have who have been very good to us, all of us, our whole family, all over the years, fucking bastards. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm getting along fine. Communications aren't secure, uh, and I work for those guys, so... Oh, right, of course. <laughs> I would never, ever refer to your benefactors as a bunch of scum-sucking, inbred, regulation, room-temperature douchebags. If there was a chance that it could get you in any form of trouble, mm -hmm. son of mine. Uh, listen, what position have they got you working in these days? <coughs> Promotions. Promotions. Uh, well, can you put in a word with uh, whoever's uh, one step up the uh, corporate ladder that, again, uh, ship with 200 refugees would love to dock in... 196. 196, to be exact. Across the bottom of your screen, you can see scrolling text from Hildy that says, Willing to falsify documents showing refugees are corporate assets. Also, by the way, uh, many of these refugees are very important persons. There's an acronym for that, I forget. Mm. But uh, <laughs> corporate assets, people that are very desirable. If you were uh, the first person they see with a you know, thermos of tea and a blanket... Couldn't hurt your uh, burgeoning corporate career, my son. Um, all right, I'll kick it up the chain. All right, well, you kick fast, because uh, we're going to be blowing by here shortly. I'd hate to miss you, and I'd hate for you to miss me. I miss you so much, son. <laughs> I miss you so much. Yeah, and yeah. your brothers, it's it's good to see your face. Yeah, you too, Pop. All right, uh, listen, uh, get back to me real soon, okay? Okay, I will do. All right, all right. And, uh, son? Hmm. Sorry, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> That's, uh, 195 now, Mackie. <laughs> oh, 195. Oh, We're getting better. We're getting better all the time. And mm -hmm. please hang up on me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so Hildy will go ahead and end the transmission. However, as she ends the transmission, I would like to try to hastily put together a packet of just, like, one or two example personnel files 
that look like they would be some high powered executive within Apogee Station that might have like information that these people would want. Okay. Basically what I want to do is I just want to take random images from the people that we have and connect them to like Apogee Station, Vice President of You're gonna make a slideshow? Internal Secrets. <laughs> right. Vice President <laughs> of Internal Secrets. Right. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And do a... like two or three of those, just enough to like give them a taste. Yeah. So I mean what kind of what kind of skill check you think that is? I'm gonna say intelligence is the stat associated with it because I'm looking for like a skill very quickly rather than a wisdom kind of thing. And then because I'm making false documents, I kind of feel like program. I'll accept program. That's fine. Okay, cool. Can uh, can I give an assist by like pulling publicly available personnel files from the data dump when we entered the system? Sure. Awesome. All right. So I get plus one for my per- my perform from my uh, program and plus one from my wiz or intelligence. <laughs> it's a nine for me. I'm gonna re-roll that one because I have not done a re-roll this scene. Okay. I got a five on the dice for a seven total, and I just think I can do better. And I notice you're swapping dice physically. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> Look, I have, you know... Perfectly <laughs> rational feelings and emotions about dice. Yeah. That is empirically incorrect. Woo! Okay, this was actually a lot better. I got a 10 on the die, plus 2 for a total of 12. Nice. Plus the assist. Plus the assist. Okay, so you put together a dossier and uh, send it along to Mackie's son. <laughs> to try convince him to actually not just you know think his dad's blowing smoke up his ass but Mm -hmm. hopefully he's a sharp-minded young man with his eye on climbing the corporate ladder and something catches his eye grace used uh, a machine learning algorithm to try and optimize the files that she stole (laughs) so we have like vice janitor of executive pelf (laughs) (laughs) nice over on the um albatross there's a knock on the captain's cabin door and uh, she gets up, puts on her onesie, <laughs> goes over, and her first officer is standing outside. He kind of like looks inside scornfully, and uh, she steps out into the hall. <laughs> can I toss him a wink? <laughs> <laughs> you can. You want to make a skill check or just say you? <laughs> Please make what, a uh, skill check. Please. What, uh, what, what, what skill are you looking at? I, I'm thinking connect. <laughs> oh, you're inviting him in. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just. Why not? It's just a wink. You know, well, make, sure, a wink can yeah, mean yeah. anything. I, just, I mean, you know, it, it could mean come in. Check. If that happens, it could be kind of funny. <laughs> She's leaving. He needs someone to keep him busy. Did he look interested when I winked at him? I don't know. You didn't roll a check. <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to know? You're just a lowly star daddy. Uh, it wasn't a good wink. That's a, <laughs> it's a four. It was a two. No, that's a, it's a five all day. It was a bad wink. Yeah, I was groggy. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> a little worn out. Yeah. it was a Lucille Bluth wink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where you look like you're having a stroke. <laughs> She's uh, stepping out into the hall and talking to him. Got gotcha. you. I, I won't eavesdrop. I'm a gentleman. I'm gonna put on my. Uh, I don't trust that guy. Trust me, buddy. I'm fucking your captain. <laughs> <laughs> when you get out of bed, do you hold the bed sheet so that it covers your nipples as you get out of bed, like a Lifetime movie? I hold them just under my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> so a Cinemax movie. <laughs> Emmanuel in space, Baby. I believe. Is I'm going to pop up and start trying to do my job, mm-hmm. whatever that is over here. As you are getting ready, the door slides back open and the captain sticks her head in. Mm-hmm. And tells you that she's returned to the bridge. Okay. 
you want me to bring you some coffee? Or I was going to, I don't know, like make some French toast or something. Um, Help yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a moment of silence and then she leaves and the door closes. <laughs> All right, Does, see you. <laughs> does she insist that he uses a to-go cup instead of a... <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't, but when he goes over to the kitchen, there's only like one real cup and plate, and the rest is all paper cups. <laughs> gotcha. And it's about a, the stack's like half gone. Like, uh, <laughs> there's a little credit stick that says cab fare next to the <laughs> <laughs> Well, from what I, uh, I gathered, you know, I don't know what's happening aboard the Grace, but we've established exchange of refugees sort of a general game plan. I know where they want us to land, but I haven't relayed that information. So I'm going to go hunt down comms and try to hop on a tight beam over to the Grace. Okay. You approach the comm station. Two armed guards stand outside of it, and uh, they kind of eye you as you approach down the hall. And it's a long enough hall that it's like an awkward, like you're making eye contact with dudes with rifles <laughs> who are just staring at you while you walk towards them. Cool. I'd like to think... That I approach confidently. I don't know if you, you want to... You just fucked their captain. You better <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I don't know if you yeah. want to check me on that, but I'm going to... Strut swagger. Yeah, I'm going to strut my shit, approach the fellas there. Do you um, have clearance? I don't know. Smell my finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's not right. Hey, if we let every dude the captain fucked into the comms bay, there'd be no room for the crew. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... <clears throat> Hey, fellas, what's going on? I um was trying to get a communications line back to the Admiral Grace, my ship, and uh, negotiate the uh, further transfer of the refugees. He uh, doesn't answer you, but he does kind of pull his collar up and mutter something. And then a minute later, they step aside and the door slides open. All right, though, thanks, guys. Cool, cool talk. Inside, you see the comms officer, Yufin. Mm-hmm. She, uh, Turns around. She looks surprised. She dusts Cheetos crumbs off of her <laughs> fingers. I wink. Yeah. Are you trying to get some Cheetos? No, I'm, I'm sorry. It was a non-canonical wink. I don't know, man. I feel like the quest for Cheetos is a perfectly Why is Anton always <laughs> like this? I'm just leaning into it at this point. <laughs> she pushes back in her uh, rolly chair. Mm-hmm. and uh, Oh, hey, is that cyberpunk? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. This is a comm station. <laughs> Sometimes I, they let me play Galaga, but that's it. Uh, yeah, the, the Cheetos just threw me. Um, um, They're actually Cheetums. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess since they let me in here, you probably know what's going on, but I was going to... Uh, Try to type him back to the Admiral Grace to negotiate our prisoner transfer. Prisoner? Refugee. <laughs> you know. Come see, come yeah. Same message. <laughs> yeah, your hostage situation. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. It's a mix. Re- remember a couple episodes when we had, like, Yeah, I, I had the, the crisis of, of conscience, and I was really uh, gung-ho and moral. But then you got laid. Then you got laid, yeah. <laughs> That's how we process trauma yeah. aboard the MS Admiral Grace. <laughs> I'll be in my bunk. But I was uh, going to attempt to type in the Emerald Grace and try to negotiate the transfer of refugees over. Yeah. Do you know who they're talking to? Well, I was talking to your captain. No, I mean your ship. I mean, I haven't been in communications, you know, since leaving, you know, we're, we're jammed. So I don't know. Like, who's, who's around? Who's in the area? 
Well, someone who's blocking comms. Well, yeah, that's a problem. There are a number of ships in the region, but it's difficult to, do, to tell. Can I you, mean, you're welcome to have a seat, but they aren't currently pointing their receiver at us. Can I see, um, like, general scans from this terminal? She gestures to the terminal for you to help yourself. Okay. Of course, she sits there watching over your shoulder. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. I'm going to try to look at our current trajectory and see what we're pointing at. Blazer 4, looks like. Okay. Are there any other vessels directly kind of yeah, I mean, in front of I'm sorry us? I haven't given a straight answer. There's tons of traffic around the planet. They're communicating one of hundreds of ships. Well, okay. I feel like Mackie's mentioned a couple of times that the Empress Helene is in the area. Mm-hmm. You might do like a I quick just, scan you know, I'm, of like I'm, it's yeah, in the back like of your that's, head. That's what I'm getting at. You can make a skill check if you want. Yeah. So what I would like to do <laughs> is I would like to pour over the data of ships in the immediate vicinity and see if I recognize any particular vessel that would make sense for us to be in comms with. Okay, that does sound like a notice check. Cool. I also admire your commitment to not metagame. <laughs> you know, yeah. when I do, I do. That is going to be a nine all day. Okay. It takes you a few minutes of scrolling through this long list of ship names, but you do come across the Empress Elaine, and it's immediately like, oh, obviously. Yeah. I will turn to... One more time. Yufin? Yufin. 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 Yeah, okay. It's pretty obvious to me now. They're in communications with the Empress Helene. Our captain is from that ship. I don't know who we need to talk to, uh, you know, aboard the uh, the Albatross. I think it's more than reasonable to say that they're on a approach pattern for the uh, Empress Helene. Okay. She does that thing where she ate a whole mouthful of Cheetahs before you started talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, <clears throat> okay. okay the empress helene and she brings it up on the little console and she's looking at the date on it and she's like the amusement park (laughs) yeah i mean if you want to call it that i never found it particularly amusing she Um, makes a belly laugh she's like we almost blew them up for that (laughs) (laughs) wow so nobody appreciates educational vacations not when you're from Space Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I would think you would appreciate it more. <laughs> um, I'm just saying Colonial Williamsburg is awesome, okay, guys? I've never been. I don't know. I can't, really cool. I can't speak to it. It is the most awesome of those. Again, uh, the Empress Helene is more uh, of a no, dollar city. No, no yeah. qualifiers. Not the most awesome of those. It is objectively amazing and super fun. It's, okay. I'm going to try to ping the grace with a tight beam. <laughs> After a few minutes, I assume the Grace has maintained the tight beam on the Albatross outside of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only diverted it in order to do right. the specific communication and then returned it to the Albatross. Okay. After a few more minutes, the tight beam receiver on the Grace is pointed back at you guys. Okay. And you are able to call them up. Is there like a nifty ringtone? <laughs> well, someone answer so that I can stop doing that, please. <laughs> Hello? Dr. Cade. Um, yes. It's, uh, it's me. You know, I'm on the other uh, Yes, who is this? Who is this, me? That's very funny. It's okay. So uh, I just wanted to relay the information that I had gotten from the uh, the Albatross over to you guys. So uh, um, yes. so far, the deal as it stands is that we're going to transfer over the Luxide refugees directly. Excellent. Well, that's not exactly right. What they really would like us to do is to land at New Kansas City. Ah. Um, but... 
with that in mind, we have been offered both compensation and continuing work for Lokshide and a uh, friendly relationship moving forward. And they are I willing is, to take even the personnel that are not Lokshide members? As far as I'm aware, you know, it's uh, we're just going to drop them off at New Canaan City. Excellent. We have just gotten off the phone with the Empress Helene and planted a seed that hopefully we might be able to move some of the refugees there. However, so far it has not borne fruit. I believe, let me patch Mr. Mackey and uh, I assume, Grace, you are already listening? Yes, I am. In fact, Anton, I have a question for you. Uh, yeah, what's up? Based on your capillary flushing, your pupillary dilation, and your general laissez-faire attitude, it seems that you have been kirking it up. Uh, no, I Could just... Could you not have gotten a better deal for us? I just, um, <laughs> masturbated on the spacewalk over. <laughs> it was a long jump, you know. What can I say? It was not that long. Very fast. Mackie, uh, Mackie's, you know, Zoom Square clicks in, and, uh... He's still at the comp station on the bridge, but he's kind of like slumped in his chair in the smoking jacket. <laughs> and he's like, Anton, Anton, I'm glad you're back. Hey, Mackie, I'm, uh, I'm here to offer you an out. So if this was your ship, yeah, you'd be proud of it, right? Oh, dear. And he, he going he, down to pound town. <laughs> you, you'd be. That was the jacket. <laughs> you'd be like you you you'd want to go and show this off to the people from where you came from your family and friends say look how good I did you'd want that right well i can say as a um, as a man who's never been proud of anything in my life uh your ship's not bad you've got plenty to be proud of anton i will not hear that i will not hear that for a moment yes i have had your gumbo it is very good uh, well, i appreciate the um I appreciate all of the, uh, the, the... And that thing you did when you had the big gun and the toothpaste, it was astounding. Uh, yes, on. when you I, took drugs and then fired at a base rank vessel, yes, that was very exciting. I am, and I, I am told that your corn dogs have a singularly satisfying mouthfeel. Well, I, I, <laughs> I bought those from Nolan Ryan P. Jr. <laughs> you yes, know what? But you were the ones that bought them, Anton. <laughs> the, the Admiral makes a great point. We all rehydrated them. We all have a lot to be proud of. Uh, we're all we're the best. I, I like this um this new supportive attitude aboard the crew. You know, this is very uh very healthy. Ah uh, yes, and speaking of the best, I believe as Mr. Anton was saying earlier that Lokshide is willing to entertain us at New City and possibly even give us more work. But of course, because we're the best around. Ah uh, yes, the way the rest of the song the goes. classics. But uh. All right, so, okay. Ron Enough Howard does chime in to say they were not the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it specifically said the best around. There was a qualifier there. All right. You're the best ship crew in, in, the uh, ship. in like 3.5 kilometers. Who are the protagonists of this particular game? So you, uh, you tell the people on your end that uh, we're going to put in a little pit stop at the uh, Empress Lane. We're going to do some catching up. We're going to offload as many of these, like, mouth-breathing dingbats as we can, and then we'll head for Nukin's Acity. May I, uh, positive, just, you know, very quick little reminder. Uh, sure, go ahead. I just think it might be worth remembering that someone is gemming our communications, and, uh, someone may still be aware of the fact that we survived the bombing attempt. I only bring this up as a uh, reminder to 
Just operate with an abundance of caution. Oh, Anton, how are we going to do violence if you're not here? Uh, well, you got Shank, right? Oh, yeah, we got Shank. You got like, you got he like, pulls up her Zoom me. square and she's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do indeed have a. Uh, she doesn't have video on. Sergeant Shank. <laughs> but of course, we would be more at ease once you are back on the vessel. Uh, well, I appreciate that very much. But, um. If only because, um,. Well, I know you talked to me about making sure that the food would not burn, but I have to admit that this is not my strong suit. You are much better at it. Oh, uh, well, you know. It's only been like an hour, and uh, already yeah. it's chaos in the kitchen. Yeah. I have had to deploy the emergency fire suppressants three times <laughs> since you have been gone. This is 100% true. There's a uh, Marie Callendale um, lasagna. <laughs> it's in the uh, bottom drawer. Oh, we have Marie Callendale lasagna? Do we have any of the uh, the little pies? Uh, no, the, the little pot it's pies? Like, like uh, you are confused by the similarity of names. This is the Aegean Cajun Marie Calendaire. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh. I was thinking of Mary Calendar. Yeah. Uh, the, in the bottom of the freezer, there is one old earth artifact. <laughs> Marie Calendar turkey pot pie. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> I imagine that um, in the, the stockpile of freezer food, it's taquitos and pizza rolls <laughs> and like a, a, oh, a, like yes. half a bag of tater tots and like an abundance of fish sticks. <laughs> and that's why everybody thinks Anton's a good cook. <laughs> yes. I'm going to throw this out there. I have not eaten a fish stick as an adult. You're fucking up. They're good. You're fucking up. No, I remember them as being a, my favorite food as a child. No, it was see, like here's, a special here's what you, food. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna derail the podcast and do a quick cooking with Anton. Um, <laughs> so here's what you do. I will preface this by saying that I have been a professional cook for the majority of my adult life. What you do is you heat up your fish sticks, right? Okay. While those are heating, you get your skillet hot with butter. And you open face make a grilled cheese sandwich, but under your cheese, you've got mixed 50-50 mayonnaise and Valentina hot sauce. Okay. Oh, shit. And so you do a spicy mayo grilled cheese sandwich with fish sticks in the middle. Fuck you. I want one of those right now and I can't have it. This is why we need Anton back on the ship, Cooking with Anton. (laughs) That sounds like a good version of the fish fillet yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. amazing. That's, that's like I, I cook myself one of those at least once a week. All right, like, here. That's that's I, I can also say as a father of two that if you get bag of frozen fish sticks, like Kroger brand frozen fish sticks, for like two dollars for a hundred, oh, yeah. and you cook them exactly the way they say on the back of the package. They are fucking great. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't here's eat thing. 10 of them in a row. Here's the thing. Blinking. I say I haven't eaten one as an adult, not because of any kind of like culinary snobbery. Just I just haven't thought of it. As a native Memphian, uh, this is a thing that I feel like needs to be put out there. And I just don't understand how this hasn't like gone nationwide. If you're making your peanut butter, honey, and banana Ooh, without yeah. crunchy banana chips, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, that does sound good. If you want to make it more of a treat... You use the chocolate-dipped crunchy banana chips Ooh. and put it in the toaster oven for like, uh, you know, a minute sure. and a half. Hold on. I am yeah. here for this meal sandwich, dessert sandwich situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. I'm just going to throw this out there. You know, eventually, everyone, <laughs> when we have a Patreon, you know, sign up for the top tier Patreon and come to Memphis and hang out with us for Nerd Camp. For Nerd Camp. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, oh, hell yeah. we'll have some cooking with Anton. Mm-hmm. We'll have some. I was uh, going to say we should put out an astronomical cookbook. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> one of the pages is just fish sticks. Follow the directions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, and uh, w- one more thing. 
More cooking with Anton. <laughs> you should be putting peanut butter on your hamburgers. All right. Good so shit. Our, our game. Uh, so Mac sort of snaps out of his navel-gazing funk. He's like, Admiral. Present. Them scans I've been asking you, I asked you to do uh, a while back. You've been keeping up with those? Once every 10 milliseconds. Fantastic. Uh, anything interesting to report? Yes. How long do you have? <laughs> you know what? Lay it all on me. And he just kicks his feet up on, on wanna, the console. and uh, Express my appreciation for using both naval gazing and admiral in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Starting from the outer Kuiper belt, a grain of dust has diverted by point zero 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 one radians from its trajectory due to gravitational perturbations. Fuck you, by- it didn't. <laughs> there is no way he opens another console pulls out another slim shim reaches even deeper into it and pulls out like a plastic little traveler bottle of some kind of brown liquor it's like keep them coming keep them coming over on the albatross as you click off the comms and uh, nod to you finn and are heading back out was gonna ask for a handful of cheatums on my way out she gives them to you all right cool she- <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> shout out to the crew of the Albatross for being so hospitable. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Like, the most hospitable. They are so nice. Yeah. We I got mean, in bed with the right crew. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so as you leave the comm station, you hear her just quietly behind you being like, I mean, I think our captain was the one kirking, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'll be the hot piece of alien ass any day. <laughs> that explains why she kept hitting you in the head with a styrofoam rock. <laughs> it's the only way I can finish. <laughs> I have to, I'm sorry, but I have to double axe handle. All right, well, I guess uh, Anton's going to head for the bridge to relay the information about the, the pit stop and see how they feel about it. When you arrive at the bridge, you are greeted by another pair of armed guards. These are not so eager to step aside. Are they not the same guards? No. Every door you come across, it's just the same two guys. Okay, we're sent by the store now. These are clearly two different guys because the other guys were not both wearing Groucho glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, man, you should ask him if one of them always lies and one of them always tells the truth. I was about to make that joke. (laughs) Yes. No, but one of them addresses you and says, you'll be called to the bridge when uh, the captain needs you. Okay. As uh, the comms officer relayed the information from the Emerald Grace yet, I wouldn't know, but I'm sure any information is being passed up the chain. Y'all have like a uh, rec room, or like a pool, or we have a foosball table. <laughs> sort of not fun solo. Do you want to play foosball? Give me a uh, yeah, give me a yeah, talk. I hope you pass this. Does he get a plus one if he gives you a wink? <laughs> that was that was okay. That was a seven all day. Wait, wait, this got to be charisma. Is your Charisma's talk pretty good, zero? Right? No, actually, it's a six. I don't have talk. Oh, dear. Yeah. He looks like he really wants to. All right. He's like, um, I shouldn't. Well, it, okay. Well, in that case, I'm on duty. I've uh, <laughs> always really wanted to uh, take a look at the uh, space fighters. I think they're really cool. Could I head down <laughs> to the hangar? And just like, I'm just going to look, you know. I'm just killing time. Yeah, I, I think that should be fine. All right, well, um, I mean, they're know. not going to let you, like, touch them or anything. <laughs> I got a pocket full of quarters, you know, next time you're ready to foos it up. I don't know how long I'll be here, but, you know, yeah. just, you know, holler, holler at me. Okay. Know? 
30 minutes later, we get a communication (laughs) (laughs) that Anton has run off with a fight. (laughs) Open the cargo door! Open the cargo door! He lost lost 800 credits to me at foosball, and then he split in a fight. (laughs) (laughs) How did y'all read my mind? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm going to boogie on down to the, the hangar bay and just like... Look at their cool shit. Cool. You know, since I've got nothing to do, apparently. You're talking to mechanics. You know, you get you get to fixing a machine, and then next thing you know, you're bogged down in carburetor hell for six months, and the thing still doesn't run right, you know. <laughs> this uh, is a thing that I have seen happening <laughs> in I, real life. I, my, my, my experiences influence my character. I'm a method actor. Yeah, so I guess in the meantime... You're going to uh, receive contact from the... Uh, yeah, so I guess, okay, so the main things that I'm thinking of are, one, we need to start separating out the refugees who Lakshide sees as being high value. So they're people. We need to start separating them. I'm hoping to hear from the Empress Helene that they are interested in taking some of the refugees. I know that based off of what Anton said, everyone will be welcome at New Kansasity, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, the sooner the better. So, if we want to avoid factional politics, just under half of the refugee total are non-Luxiday or Apogee employees. Okay. Yes. Any non-affiliated people I would love to get off okay, so, uh, the <laughs> ship. Uh, Hildy, how, do you, how does this grab? Hey, this is Hildy, not Anton. <laughs> You're the one that said it. Hildy, why are you always like this? <laughs> Hildy, uh, Hildy, how does this grab you? I get on the general comms and I say, all right, we've got to figure it out. We're making two stops. The first one is the Empress Helene. Anybody who wants to get off there can get off there, and then they can uh, hitch rides or get picked up from there. Our second stop is going to be New Kansasity on Glazer 4, and that being our second stop might inform your decision about whether or not you want to get off at our first stop. I think that is an excellent announcement, Mr. Mackey. I will say we have not yet received confirmation that we will be able to dock and unload the refugees at the Empress Helene. However, I am attempting to confirm that now. All right. You should remind all of the passengers that any unintended baggage will be jettisoned out of an airlock. <laughs> uh, no, it won't. We'll go through it for valuables. Well, um, if yeah. you want to get exploded, be my guest. If we found out that we had jettisoned explosives that were not actively about to explode, I feel like Anton would be upset with us. That's true. I do like explosives. <laughs> right? I'm just looking out, man. All right. I recant. <laughs> Mackie. Uh, yes, Admiral Grace. How much was one ticket for a tour of the Empress Helene? Well, adjusted for inflation, I think it was... Uh, 2,800 credits, so it's probably a lot more now. Uh, Yes, but But, I do have an Institute discount. Yeah, and I think I have a couple of free parking tokens uh, laying around, (laughs) so that ought to help. Also, I think You can also return your apple butter jars for... um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can... Yeah, I've got a couple of, uh, you know, recyclables that I can drop off there that... uh, Really, here's my plan. And if you have any objections, now is the time to weigh in. My comm line is open. We dock, we tell everyone to get off, and then everybody's going to get off. Once they've gotten off, we fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> 
In that auto, Mr. Mackey? <laughs> uh, no, no. Ah, the old Schenectady scram. I'm being a coward. I'm being a coward. I, oh, I was only saying a joke. No, but where you think that joke is a kernel of truth? There's some people there I got to say hi to. We're going to call it a humanitarian crisis. If they ask for payment, we'll tell them the check's in the mail. Absolutely, and we will certainly just refer them to uh, Apogee, whatever that company's designator is. I've forgotten. Ah, yes, the old Rochester redirect. <laughs> so listen, does that sound good to everybody? Uh, yes. So w- with Hildy's New Horizons Institute discount, <laughs> what is the uh, actual price for a passenger or for a tour of uh, the Empress Len? 2,800 credits sounds good. (laughs) Again, it's educational Disneyland, and it's run by futuristic corporate bastards. I mean, they're going to like... Well, the ticket price is 2,800, but nope, there are so many special packages and stuff, nobody ever actually pays the full ticket. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You definitely have to do the rations have gone missing trials (laughs) sub-package. Yeah. There's all kinds of loopholes and ways around, and, uh, you know, a lot of this is who you know. I know everybody. Not for nothing. Most of them hate me. I Uh, feel like between Mackie and Hildy, we should be able to get a pretty good deal if we do actually want to go. Well, no, I was actually trying to see if we could buy tickets for all of the refugees who needed to get off and then just leave while they're on the ship. (laughs) I mean, I suppose... Hildy can do her shtick, but that's a lot of people to try. (laughs) No, we're going to have to play this like, hey, you corporate fuckers. Guess what? Here's an easy way to look good. Refugees, have some. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I figure what we ought to be doing is just keeping our tight beam on a swivel between like the Albatross and the Empress Helene. Hey, you might also ask the Albatross what their status is. If I point our sensors at the Albatross... Do they appear to be acting in any way fishy? They are just flying in formation with you. As you are on approach to the Empress Helene, you're about an hour out. Uh, they still haven't contacted you, but you are suddenly hailed on a standard channel, and that causes you to check your systems, and it appears you're no longer being jammed. Oh, awesome. I would like to do a check to see if it seemed like there was an envelope that we passed out of. I am not sure what that would look like, but you can certainly make a check. So, um, to justify it in world, tight beams using lasers, there would be still like scintillas of interstellar medium that you might catch the occasional side flash off mm-hmm. of, right? Like, so you right. could tell approximately where the tight beam regime started and where regular radio comms picked back up. So we could see if, while we're at that horizon, okay, if there was something at the center of it. So maybe a notice? Sure. But uh, I'm thinking a four is probably not going to go. No. You have no idea. <laughs> Kristen, these dice yes. trays you made are broken. <laughs> <laughs> You're being hailed. Yes, I will accept the hail. This is Commander Yasmin Saeed of the Apogee Reverence, a heavy frigate. And we are um, monitoring your travel through the system. We see that you are... Approaching the Empress Helene. Yes, that is correct. Do you intend to disembark the refugees on the Empress Helene? We intend to dock with the Empress Helene, and one of our crew members has family aboard, and after that, I am not quite sure, to be honest. She is being completely honest. Advise you disembark the refugees at the Empress Helene. Yes, may I ask why? No. (laughs) 
well, I believe in that. Receiving an order, a number of the refugees are citizens of our nation. Yes, well, in that case, I believe the Admiral Grace has already created an itemized bill for all of the supplies that we need to replace due to the presence of your citizens. Uh, would it be possible for me to send that to you now and then we will talk about this? Please do. All right. And do you have Gareth Hannon aboard? Gareth Hannon, let me check our records. We are unfortunately a small vessel and, you know, of course, only have a somewhat inferior system here. But if you'll give me just a moment, I will check and see. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Shh, crazy. I'm doing something. I'm going to send that itemized bill. So, you know, pad that as you see fit and then cut off the communications with Apogee. And then, uh, Mr. Mackey, uh, Admiral. Present. I'm not sure, Mr. Mackey, were you paying attention? Yeah, I heard all that. I still think it is a good idea to drop off some refugees at the Empress Helene. However, I am somewhat concerned with the way that Apogee seems to think they can simply order us around. Well, at this stage, I'm going to put pride aside since they're ordering us to do what we were planning to do anyway. But here's something that uh, I think if you can get them back on the horn, let's just make sure that all of our diplomatic avenues are clear can you get them back on the horn and get them to uh get in touch with the empress helene and with echo corporation and say a ship's going to be docking with the helene we're dropping off refugees it's in your best interest to let them do it ah uh, yes that sounds excellent and then the other thing that they asked us about was the same individuals that uh, lokshi day was concerned with do you think we should let them know that we have had him aboard I'm going to make a general announcement to the refugees, and then I'm going to have a word with Mr. Hannon. If you would, Dr. Cade, call back our good friends at Apogee Aerospace and say that you have a a member of your crew looking for Mr. Hannon. Excellent. Yeah, stall him a little bit and then get him to lean on uh, the Empress Helene and Echo Corporation for us. Excellent. I will do that, Mr. Mackey. And she will open up a uh, frequency to Apogee again. All right, time to get high tech. Mackie goes through the uh, galley, <laughs> grabs a wok and a spoon, <laughs> and starts walking up and down the uh, central corridor of the ship, banging. I was like, everybody to the cargo hold. We're going to make a little bit of an announcement. Everybody, follow me. Everybody who's not in medbay shows up in the uh, cargo hold. Hildy, when you contact the Apogee Reverence, Mm-hmm. You receive the response. Uh, you have Commander Yasmin Said. Yes, Commander. I have spoken with my crew, and we are in the process of looking for that individual. Other than that, we are perfectly happy to drop individuals off at the Empress Helene. Have you had a chance to peruse our list of charges? Expenses? What are the charges? Uh, well, you know, the general rescuing of individuals no, from I'm your sorry. station. I'm, I mean, out of character. Oh. <laughs> We kind of previously had a discussion about not profiting off of this. So just basically replacing what we have lost. Fuel, air, food. um, We're just recouping expenses. Yes. And I did leave it up to the grace. So I'm not sure if there was any kind of a pad on that. But generally speaking. All right. Base crew cost is 20 credits per day per crew member for uh, life support, etc. I don't think we need an exact number, so we don't really have to do this calculation. We'll just say okay. that to cover that cost, so we don't have to calculate it to take it away from you to begin with. We find your charges reasonable and are willing to pay, and we will see to it that uh, the Empress Helene fills your fuel bay. 
Excellent, yes. And uh, we did speak with them earlier, but we're uncertain that they were prepared for our arrival. Will this be taken care of? We will see to it. Excellent. We will be there in, and she'll look at her instruments and see how long do we have before we're at the end of We will be there in approximately one hour. Or we are standing by for news about Gareth Hannon before you dock. Ah, excellent. I will confirm that with you, whether we have him or do not, as soon as I am aware. And she'll click off. Right. The Albatross, Anton, you're in the cargo hold when suddenly red lights begin flashing, a klaxon sounds, and the ship goes to red alert. The mechanic that you were talking to is like, oh shit, and kind of like pushes you kind of out of the work area and runs off to start preparing vessels and whatnot. Oh, word. Yeah. Do I hear any chatter? Like, or any, like, general announcements about you, what is it's, happening? It's, I mean, they're they're activating their response doctrine, so they don't really have to say anything explicit. They're just saying red alert battle stations. They are beating to quarters. Yeah. All right. Do I see anyone around that looks important? I'm sure there's a uh, chief mechanic. Okay. Yeah, I'm going I'm to head over to that guy and just be like, Hey, is there anything I can do to help out this yeah, it seems like... Just stand back. Thank you. Well, honestly, that sounds kind of boring, so I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go do something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to book it and try to find some sort of, like, security officer, or, like, someone that looks like they're in charge of handling a crisis response. Okay. So I guess I'll head back towards, like, bridge. You find, yeah, you found a guard with Groucho Marx glasses. Hey, foosball guy, yeah? Yeah, I was. I'm so so sorry. I don't have time for foosball. Yeah, it's okay. I understand. You should um, get back to your ship. Yes, about that. Well, I don't know if you're the person to ask. It seems like a big ass. <laughs> Could I take one of your fighters to get myself back to my ship? I doubt it. <laughs> I, I thought it was a big ask. Maybe I'll go ask the captain. She might. Uh, <laughs> she might be more amenable. I think she's busy, but you should get back to your ship. Yeah, we are um, possibly uh, heading toward an engagement with a larger craft, and it will be. See, that sounds so much more exciting than whatever's happening back on my ship. (laughs) That's why I wanted to be on this ship in the first place. Hey, man, we need you in the kitchen. There are fires. (laughs) Well, um, I'm sure the captain would accept your pledge of fealty if you you would like to join Lakshi Day. That seems like bad timing. <laughs> Hopper's standing in the airlock, like looking out of the window, and he's actually like wiggling his butt like a dog, <laughs> like, waiting for Anton to come back home. But not so that he can get a treat; it's so that he can verbally abuse. <laughs> I am gonna head towards the bridge, realizing that it's probably a bad idea, but like not actually having any way to get back to my own vessel. You can and- still space jump, right? Yeah. Yeah, I could like unassisted space jump without y'all knowing that I'm coming with the airlock closed. <laughs> Give me a notice check, Anton. Okay. I have that one. <laughs> and that'll be uh, wisdom. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I noticed shit. I got a five. That's a little disappointing. <laughs> okay. Back to uh, Mackie talking to the crowd. All right. Listen up. So here's the plan that we have orchestrated. In a deft display of intergalactic diplomacy, operating at the very highest levels of several governments, our first stop is going to be pleasant and educational, and I encourage you to take full advantage of our brief layover at the Empress Helene, a beautiful vessel that I know quite well. Any refugees that wish to disembark there will find safe haven 
and transport back to your place of origin. There's we'll an be... audible groan through the crowd. <laughs> hey, listen, you people need to get some goddamn culture. <laughs> Co and maybe that's why at the G Station. What do you mean, you people? Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to backpedal out of that. <laughs> and he physically, like, Pokies, mime walks. and luckies, right? Yeah. Uh, stick and stop might inform some of y'all's decision about whether or not to get off at our first stop. It will be the Lakshide city of New Kansasity. And uh, anyone who is still on board when we get there, you better believe you're going to be getting the fuck off this ship. <laughs> Any questions? You there, in the back. Do you guys have any Cheetos? <laughs> <laughs> I have it on good authority that when our galley officer returns, he has a handful of Cheetos <laughs> that he may be willing to share. No, I smelled that guy's fingers one time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's on you, my friend. <laughs> now, I've shipped with Mr. Baptiste Yoshida for many years. Never once have I smelled his fingers. One look at him, you know better than to do that. <laughs> All right. If there's nothing else, I would encourage you to uh, gird up your, your various situations and uh, prepare to disembark at beautiful, scenic, educational, and historical Empress Helene. And he starts moving his way through the crowd, looking for Gareth Hannon. Okay, and I was going to say, about that time you hear in your ear, Mr. Mackey, the reverence has informed me that they are awaiting our decision, well, our finding of uh, the individual... Uh, before we dock at the Empress Helene. So I understand before we had a discussion about whether we wanted to just hand him over, but I think at this point, our hands may be tied. Well, all right. Listen, we've got some figuring out to do. Admiral Grace. Present. Can you slow our approach at all? Yes, of course. All right, slow us down just a little bit. We got some uh, fancy footwork to engage in over here. Has well, he seen Gareth Hannon yet? Well, I was going to say, while they are talking to each other and while Mackie's addressing the crowd, uh, Hopper, knowing that the Reverend wants Gareth Hannon, or Grace slash Hopper, Hopper is, is searching through the crowd for Gareth Hannon. Right. Okay. Um, and Shank has taken it upon herself to separate the crowd according to their wishes. Excellent. Um, so she's organizing them, and you find Gareth Hannon with the people intending to get off at New Kansasity. Mr. Hannon. You are a an employee of Apogee Aerospace. Your presence has been requested by your home company. Oh, shit. By name? By name, photo, biometric signature, and also an alias of Schmerith Schmannon. So don't try that one with us, Buster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Say, um, I heard you mention to the crew you have... Uh, a vast repertoire of pharmaceutical solutions to everyday problems. I do indeed. You have come to the right place. You don't happen to have a emergency like cyanide caplet or anything. Cyanide is for amateurs. <laughs> I have a vast array of sophisticated lethal cocktails which can be tailored to any number of biomedical systems. Something I can bite down on? If that's your kink, I won't shame it. <laughs> Thank you. He uh, gives you a hug. He seems emotional. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Hopper, like, just mechanically and sterilely pats him. There's a there's a subroutine for, like, grieving <laughs> right. patients that just gets oh, activated. God. And he just keeps patting him. 
at a, an oh. empirically determined rate of 0.9 seconds per pat, mm-hmm. <laughs> but doesn't stop on his own until the guy tries to pull away. He pulls away and straightens himself and uh, has all the look of a man attempting to face the firing squad with dignity. <laughs> May I ask that you not deploy such measures until after you have disembarked from this vessel? Hopefully not at all. That's why I would like for it to be one that I can bite down on if I <laughs> deem it time. Please hold for antidote administration. <laughs> <laughs> you have a special syringe when you hug people. That's what the padding is for. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, uh, yeah, Hopper will give him a dose of uh, base cyanide. Okay. <laughs> and oh, 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 sorry, and Grace will uh, take it upon herself. MS Admiral Grace, hailing Apogee reference. Receiving, this is Commander Yasmin Said. I would like to assure a minimum of interstitial violence while this vessel is in this system. We have located Gareth Hannon. Excellent work. If we deliver him to the Empress Helen, will that assure a minimum of intersystem violence? We will be satisfied, yes, thank you. Very well, delivery inbound. All right. Yeah, let's get to the Empress Helene. You approach the Empress Helene and begin docking procedures. You are invited to latch on at some particular gate. All right. After the airlock cycles, Mackie's the first one out. He looks around, looks around. Hey, little paint job. Yeah. <laughs> it looks good. It looks good. Is there anyone there? Well, there's a strange smell that uh, it doesn't smell like home anymore. Uh, it smells like uh, somebody put a pine tree air freshener in there. Somebody cleaned the scrubbers. <laughs> I mean, I understand why they did it, but, you know, there's more important things. There's charm. There's heart. You know what I'm saying? Hopper, hopper. Come there's out and smell this. There's a crowd milling past you. On the- <laughs> Yeah, I do detect the faint traces of 200 years of caked-on pheromones. <laughs> yeah, yep. I uh, I definitely put a couple of rings in that tree. Uh, <laughs> oh, listen, dear. I tell you what. So, people are milling past. Do I see Dr. Cade or uh, Sergeant Shank? Certainly. I assume Dr. Cade. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at how good you did. Yes, this is excellent. So far, we have Admiral. What percentage of our refugees are we leaving here? That is absolutely wonderful. I do hope Of the surviving refugees. (laughs) Uh, Yes, well, hopefully most of them survived. Yes. Oh, fuck, I forgot. (laughs) And all of a sudden, he's just, he just, he turns to like the crab milling past him and starts going, bye-bye, 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 bye-bye. Don't forget to rate us on Yelp. <laughs> a five-star review goes a long way. We appreciate if you would smash that like and subscribe button. <laughs> and then uh, Hildy is going to, as if she has completely forgotten that there was ever a reason they couldn't talk to Anton and say, Ah, Mr. Anton, did you hear that? And just talk to him over comps. Mm-hmm. Oh. She just assumes that you hey, know yeah, that. Uh, that was what that notice check was for, yeah. to realize that his comps were <laughs> available. No, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I guess we're out of that uh, the jamming. That's nice. Well, how's it going? It's going I... pretty well. How is it going with you? Are you ever coming back to the ship? Well, yes, but weird. So there's a lot of um, klaxons and uh, red lights, and everyone's running for battle stations in a way that is... Um, well, that sounds bad. Concern? No, no, Anton loves a good red light. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think interesting. I mean, I know um, he likes a good red light district. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, well, you know, 
It's usually fewer klaxons than those. <laughs> Not if you're doing it right. <laughs> I, I figured that um, I would give you guys a heads up that it, it appears some shit might be starting to go down, or at the very least, the albatross is on high alert. Ah, then, Mr. Baptiste Yoshida, before your vessel engages in combat with a hull class of a far superior type, would you mind initialing subclauses 3.7 and 3.8 of your uh, standard we're, employment contract? We're going contract. into a tunnel. We're getting jammed again. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Mr. Anton, before you go into that tunnel. Yes. We are still intending to land at New Kansas City. We are getting refueled here, but we will finish restocking there and then make uh, further plans. Perhaps now is the time to rejoin the vessel? As far as I can tell, the uh, no one aboard the Albatross seems particularly concerned about what is happening aboard the Grace or really about anything other than the uh, Abogee vessel, so... That is uh, probably the standard self-preservation inhibitors administered by every corporate medbot. Oh. <laughs> Whatever happens, I'm going to find a way to bail. I'm making my way back to you guys. In the background, you see Mackie in a tug-of-war with one of the refugees that's trying to steal one of the Admiral Grace's towels. <laughs> <laughs> you give it back! That's, that's, that's not part of the deal. That's monogrammed. Hopper comes, like, charging over. My name is Annie Grace. <laughs> Hopper comes, sees like Mackie in a conflict with someone, and just comes charging over and just lances them. <laughs> oh, no. They technically left the vessel, right? They still count towards yeah, yes. my percentage. And then, the and then Mackie holds up the towel. Is like, oh wait, this isn't our towel. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have towels. It's all a recycled air system. Oh god damn it. Oh. He, he drapes the towel over the fallen refugee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, God. Um, one other thing, uh, one other bit of business about disembarking the refugees. Uh, Hopper would like to hand Gareth a data pad with all of the maintenance shafts and emergency accesses and substructures of the Empress Helene okay. to enable him to better potentially escape. Nice. Very good. He uh, takes it. And uh, looks at the pad. I assume you left the file open on the... Yeah. Gives you a nod. Hey, hop over. And gives you another hug. Mackie looks Pats. over your shoulder while you're Pats. doing that. He gives Hopper a look. This kind of like approving, happy look. Like, eh, that's a real nice thing you're doing there, Hopper. Thank you, Mackie. Your approval is noted. Hey, uh... And will go towards guiding my simulation of non-hostile behaviors. That is top... Shelf, non-hostile behavior. I think you did very good there. Uh, Mr. Hannon, look up a kid named Rodri and tell him I sent you. He could also be of some assistance to you. And then he shoves him on the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so a pair of armed guards that appear to be Apogee personnel mm -hmm. kind of push their way through the crowd of Apogee refugees and are looking clearly for Gareth Hannon when they find him, if you guys don't interrupt. I was going to say, do I see them looking? Yeah. Okay, I will tap one of them on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. Yes, hello. I believe you are representatives of Apogee Station looking for Gareth Hannon? That's correct. Yes, he disembarked some time ago. I believe he is right over there, and she will point in the opposite direction okay. of where Gareth Hannon is. Give me a talk check. All right. Charisma. I did not do super well. Right, I got a so three on the dice plus two. While you're talking to them, yep. uh, one of them makes eye contact with 
<laughs> over your shoulder. Well, such is life. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He looks angry at you. Yeah. But he doesn't act on it. He instead just kind of shoulders you aside and uh, moves on to grab Gareth. You guys see them kind of roughly like grab him by the arms and put cuffs on him and uh, begin to escort him away. You know, if he had just followed the law, then those cops wouldn't have been forced to administer a cyanide pill to him. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, I mean, uh, honestly, he was a corporate rat ratting for another corporate rat system. I don't know why I feel bad for him, but I feel bad for him. Is that am I crazy? Perhaps it was our direct personal culpability in delivering him to the agents of retribution. On the plus side, he no longer has the evidence of his corporate rattery because I still have his excellent data pad. One of the guards, you hear him speak into his collar and say, we got him. And at that point, several minutes later on the Albatross, the red alert goes to yellow. Apparently they've been in communication with the other ship, but they appear to be standing down. Congratulations, Meatbags! You've successfully listened to another episode of the chilling, thrilling, and exhilarating Astronomica podcast. Please find all of our social media links at www.astronomicapodcast.com. You can find a link to our Discord server where only the coolest people like Joel B. or Josh 1 or Artie Azulra hang out, and also lots of other people who are going to be mad at me for forgetting them, but they're cool too. Come yell at us on Reddit at our Astronomica Podcast. Search socials for Astronomica Podcast. You know how to do this. You can listen to podcasts. Why are we telling you how to find us? Please rate and review us on Apple Podcast or iTunes if you're still listening on a Zoom or something. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. See you next Wednesday. <laughs>